Okay, let's get started with Parsha's Truma, Tafshin Pei, 5780, as we are now into Adar. Uh, next week we'll talk a little bit about more about uh, Purim in the Shir, but uh, this week we'll focus on the Parsha of Truma, Mishnechlas Adar Marben Besimcha, and there's no greater Simcha than studying the Torah together, uh, and that's how we will be Mekayim, the, uh, the Chazal, uh, that tells us to be Besimcha in this month. So we start off Parsha's Truma with a thought from Revolbi who gets us into the mood a little bit. When we get to Parsha's Truma, those who have been, uh, who have been focusing on the, Siddhar, on, the, on the Sedra, and uh, especially being Mavr Sedra, once you come to Bishpatim, we already feel the transition. And uh, once we come to Truma, then it's, uh, we're in a different world. Different world, of course, it's all architecture and construction and nuts and bolts and, and gold and silver and sockets and copper and uh, all the Kalim, except for one, but it's all here, and sometimes it, uh, it seems harder for us to get a little more inspired than a partial like Lech Lecha or, or Vayeshev, which uh, scream out at us every detail. And then we get to Truma, and it's, uh, we just have to little, work a little harder. The Torah is no less inspiring, uh, Mitzad HaKadosh Baruch It's just Mitzidenu. So we just have to work a little harder and dig a little deeper. Uh, says Revolbi in source number one, Hamashgiach Zal. This is in the Hagdama to the Parsha, and then in source number two, we have on a Pasuk in the Parsha. Hamashgiach Hikdim Parsha Zu. Shaderech Lo Modosa, Hiladamo Sosakashar Mitzvah, Sheinar Yodim Esodosehen. Now we think sometimes, says Revolbi, we look at Truma and we think, why so many boards? Why this, these curtains and the width, they have to lay widthwise the length and, and the ten amos and so many details. Why so crucial? Why is it so important to focus and to give us so many details, Ladakdik? So a number of years ago, if you remember, we gave the mushal, Rav Steinsels gave the mushal of the space shuttle, but every tiny little detail, you know, you know, takes part in the goal and one tiny little bolt that's, that's not put in the right place, there's not going to be any liftoff, right? And, and we're trying to do the opposite. We're trying to bring down HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as we'll talk about it a little bit later. That was a couple of years ago we mentioned that thought. So Revolbi says, we should see the Mishkan just like we view other mitzvos. By other mitzvos, it doesn't seem as hard, right? As the uh, Revolbi tells us, L'mashal tefillin. On the Yodim Shein Tzrichos Lius Murbos. We know that tefillin have to be square. Avomayin Esodoshimahen. Do you ever think about what we wear tefillin? Think about why square, why black, why this size, why this, why that? We don't, we just do it. We do it. We know there's power. We know there's there's symbolic, uh, you know, essence when we put on our tefillin, and we do. We we know it's a mitzvah. So is the Mishkan any different? So the Mishkan has more details. The Mishkan has uh, structure. The Mishkan has a lot of uh, aspects that we might not know the reason for. But do we know the reason for most details of any mitzvah? For every mitzvah, there is a spiritual uh, foundation that we don't know. And maybe we can't know the full depths of a mitzvah. We're human beings. The powers of a mitzvah have spiritual uh, effects. We each have a neshama, right? Our neshama is those just just works in synthesis with our guf. So we can't fathom something totally spiritual. Right? We can't know what a malach is fully because we're not. Just like we always give the mashal, just like a dog can't fathom what a human being is really. And people can't fathom what malachim are. And malachim can't fathom what higher malachim are. The Ramam talks about the ten levels of, of malachim. But says Revolbi, like every mitzvah, we know it, it attains certain uh, achievements in Shemayim, and we do it. We know that if we wear tefillin with all the specifications, zochim li, we were zochet to the pasuk in Kisavo, that the nations of the world will see us and they will be in awe of us. If we wear the tefillin in, uh, in the, the wrong spot or they're not exactly square or the partios aren't, aren't put in exactly. They're not tefillin. A little change, it's not tefillin. A little change, it's not the Mishkan. A little change, it's not this mitzvah, that mitzvah. It's not matzah. It's not lulav. When we get to Truma, which really means when we get to 
Truma Tetzave, Vayakil, and Pekude. <laughs> when we get to all four, so we have to recognize, that's how we have to approach these parashios. Sharei Lechol Kodesh, Ubechol Tefach, Yisibaruchanit. For every part and aspect, there is a spiritual reason. Vayutzrichim Levnosis HaMishkan, Bidiyuk Vichin Etztavu. Tefillin have to look a certain way, the Mishkan has to be. Vim Yeshno Shini Kolshi, Bipratachi Katan. We're not going to have lift down to give the mushal. Right? is not going to come down to us. And It's like a person who mixes ingredients in order to achieve medicine for a cure. <coughs> he puts a little bit of that, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. If you have too much of one, too much of the other, why does it work? It works. You take this medicine, you get better. Right? Why, why does it work? Why does it work? Because this is the Matthias. Who lo yachol hosif yosim rasha rofei roshem k'delamaris talicha havra'a. Where the pharmacist isn't going to mix something because I want it to go faster. So I'm going to mix more of one and more of the other. No. You have to listen to the doctor. El adaraba imu mosif hu alul kalkel. Only the doctor that knows who Yacholikvoa is a trufa kemosa vatziris bahitzrichali nasein. That's that's physical realities. So it's the same thing with spiritual realities. Right? Just uh, right, we think changing one little thing is going to make a difference. Right? We live in the uh, in the high tech world. Right, sometimes, right, we, we, an email address, change one letter. Totally different, doesn't get there. It's just one letter. There's a lot of letters. Change one letter. Makes a big difference. Right, change, uh, one number in a telephone. Right, sometimes if you're dialing overseas, you have to dial like 15 numbers. So, just one, one, 14 are good. What's wrong? So I mess one up. What's the big deal? Right, we don't, we don't achieve the purpose. You don't get to the goal. You don't make the connection if there's one off. If there's one board off, we don't make the connection. And the Hashras HaShchina doesn't happen. Right? And that's the way through Darkei Avodah. Ha'adam lo yocho lekvoa aide eze maisim hu yegele We don't decide how we get to Gedusha. shum musag We don't know. We have no idea. We have no asaga. Mi hayamala al daito. And I apologize for a little cough tonight. By wrapping the straps on my arm. That I understand. I shake the lulav. So yes, the Gemara says, I'm supposed to remember Hashem is in all the directions, up, down, right, left. Okay, but every detail, why the lulav tall, and why this many hadasim, and this many aravas. Okay, we come up with symbolism. So everything has symbolism, but is that, did we really plumb the depths of the, of the mitzvah? Some, we get, reach a little bit. We, we get to the tip of the iceberg. But we do it because you know HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the great doctor, the great spiritual doctor, and he told us this is what, this is what we have to do. Good. That's what he talks about in the Hakdama to the Parsha. In the actual Psukim, he gets back to this idea, and he relates a little bit to uh, an idea in the Kuzari, where he talks about Teva and what really is Teva, what others call Teva. Right, so he quotes from the Kuzari that there is teva, but every teva has a Kaddish Baruch Hu behind it. What we call nature. Meaning, what's teva? I put a seed in the ground. We're not going to read all of this inside. I put a seed in the ground and I water it. So that's teva. That I do certain things that are meant to bring a certain goal. But the fact that it grows, that's teva? That's a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So much of teva explains the Sefer Kuzari is really setting up for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be involved. Because obviously Hashem doesn't do pure miracles. He doesn't want to do pure miracles. So he set up rules. When certain rules happen, when a chicken sits on an egg for a certain amount of time, at a certain uh, stage of its development, it becomes a chick. So is that natural? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is involved once he set up a system. Hashem sets up a system, but then once man buys into the system and sets it up, so then Mimela, the results can be achieved. Right? A man and a woman trying to have a child. Right? So then it's natural? No. When a man and a woman do their ishtablus, so then HaKadosh Baruch Hu comes in and 
gives the matana, the third parent, as the Gemara says, and creates a child. But there has to be, obviously, a certain level of teva, in quotes, says the Kuzari, in order to achieve the result in the physical worlds. In the physical worlds. And if you turn this page to the second page, that's what we do by mitzvos. When we shake a lulav, that's kind of like the teva, which then brings the result of the spiritual bliss that we create in Shamayim. Right? Just like, just like the uh, watering, we put a seed in the ground and we water it. That creates the plant. The plant is Ramakadash Baruchu. In the spiritual realm, we wrap the tefillin properly, that creates the spiritual goal. We don't see it, but that's what's created. That's what he says at the beginning of source number three. They are the preparation. They are the foundation. And once, just like Hashem tells us in the physical realm what to do to get certain results, so too in the spiritual realm. Right? If I put a seed in the wrong grounds, so then it's not going to work. Right? If I change the rules of Teva, it's not going to work. So it's the same with mitzvot, line 9. Im osim as a mitzvot, bidiyuk, kefisha abori olam kava. If I do the mitzvot exactly how Kodesh Baruch Hu said, shoresh shechina beklal Yisrael. Then the shechina comes down. Im osim as a mitzvot, bidiyuk merubah. Vim amidos, the mitzvot, the, all the different details. And it's just like it gives the same mashal, same with the medicine. Right? If I, if I mix in, it has to be exact. That's Derech Agav, parenthetically. Right? We know there's a Cherem HaGaonim, going back a thousand years. We're not allowed to try to use the medicines that are written in the Gemara. The Gemara in Mesechaz of Odezara and Gitin have two long discussions of medicines in the Talmud. So we're not allowed to use it. Why? Because we don't know exactly what they are and how much to use and how to mix them. So what do you mean? Just put all the ingredients. The answer is it's not just about putting all the ingredients. They know exactly the ratio and the power and what type. And we don't want anybody to be mezalzel in the log leg on the Gemara. So that's why there's a cherem ha'gaonim. It's quoted in the Rupi Ve'eger on Shulchan Aruch in Yeridea not to use the medicines of the Gemara because there's an exact science which we are not privy to. And therefore, it's not for us to use. Again, can we learn ideas Yes, to try to relate it to some modern medicine, 100%. We can say, oh, this is the type of thing that would be good for this. But to actually use it, right, that's not something that uh, <coughs> that we do. And that's what uh, he says, where it's underlined. Just like a tree has to grow in the ground, so too all the mitzvahs have to be done in the proper way. And that's truma. As we read all the details of the kalim and of the mishkan, and of the Begadim next week in Parshat Tetzave. All the details are crucial and important. And if we think they're tedious, so every mitzvah has details and we have to recognize that uh, there are messages and we have to get through them and uh, know that there's a lot beyond, but this is how to bring Hashra's Hashkin. Okay. Now let's get to the Psukim themselves. So Hashem says to Moshe, Hashem says to Moshe, now that we have... Um, on a secondary note, finished Maimon Harsinai, both in Yisro and in Mishpatim, so now we're ready to build the Mishkan. Remember the Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban, we usually mention this at least once a year. According to the Ramban, these parashios are exactly, perfectly in chronological order. Right after Harsinai, we have the Mishkan, because as the Ramban writes, both in the Akdama to Sefer Shemos and in the Akdama to Parshas Truma, the Mishkan is about being Mamshech, continuing the experience of Harsinai. That's what the Rabban says. It's all about continuing that experience, and that's why the parshiyos are as they are. Rashi does not hold of that. Rashi says, Eid muktum The Mishkan is a tikkun, is a kapara for the Chet Egel. So first comes Kisisa, and then comes Truma and Tetzaveh. Why is it formulated like this? Because Chazal want to put the Mishkan next to Shabbos to teach us the Malachas. Uh, but the Torah is not written in chronological order. Uh, again, the Ramban never likes to say that unless he has to, where the dates are given in the Torah, as we have at the beginning of Sefer by Midbar. But Hashem says to Moshe, Da'ber b'nei Yisrael v'yichuli truma. So, speak to b'nei Yisrael v'yichuli, much is mentioned uh, about the v'yichu, take for me, not yitnuli. So what should they do? 
What should they do? They have to give these raw materials. All of them are listed. All the raw materials are are mentioned shemen lama or oil besamim l'shemen amishchav l'toras asamim avni shoam avni miluim pasig gimel dalid hey vav zayin are all the raw materials that we need pasig ches vasuli mikdash v'shachati besocha build for me a mikdash ask the Eish Tamid Reb Druk wouldn't if you're giving a project for students or for anybody to do, shouldn't you first say the goal? Shouldn't you first say like what you're trying to build and then tell them how to do it and what we need for it? <coughs> if you just tell them details, they're not going to know what... They, maybe they don't have to know, but doesn't it make more logical sense to first say, you know, let's, we're going to build a Mishkan. This is what we need to build a Mishkan. They didn't say anything. He said, Hashem says, I need gold, silver, copper, Besamim, Shemen, all these other um, raw materials, and only then, Vasili Mikdash. Shouldn't it be the opposite? Shouldn't you first have the title, what you're trying to build, and then tell us how? Yeshla Tamua, source number four. I'll say there at Sivui. Shakodim Mitzava Ala Truma, Umefarate Komine Truma. We list off and specify. Vraklacharikan Mitzuva Ala Siyasa Mikdash. Vlachara say there at Varmuva Hefek. It should be the opposite. First day, Vasili Mikdash. Why does the Torah first say the details? Right, that's his question, and he's going to have two suggestions for the for the, uh, the for the answer. Right, this is not the question that the Gemara asks in Mesechas Brachas about when Moshe and Betzalel, Hashem told Mo, Moshe tells Betzalel, build the Kalim and then the Mishkan, and then Betzalel says, I'm going to build the Kalim, Where am I going to put them? First, you have to build the Mishkan, and then you have to build the Kalim. That's separate. This is, in general, why does it say all the details of the raw materials before saying the goal of the Mishkan? Two ideas. Number one, says the Eish Tamid, well, there's a precedent. There's a precedent. Earlier in the Torah, where Hashem also gave specifics without saying the goal. When Hashem told the first Jew what to do, the first Sivri that we have to the first Jew. The Eish Levar Behekdeh Mashabatzinu Hashem says to Avram, Where are we going? I'll show you. I'll show you. Don't ask. Don't ask. Ever try that with family members? Let's go to the car. Where are you taking me? I don't know. You'll find out. They won't get in the car. I want to know where I'm going first. No, Avram, I'll show you. Trust me. Trust me. So why did Hashem do that? Right, Rashi asks at the beginning of Lech Lecha. Why did Hashem not share where they were going. So Rashi quotes the Medrash, to give him schar for every step. You think about that? Why is that? He wouldn't have gotten schar had Hashem told him beforehand, yeah, we're going to Eretz Yisrael. Instead, he wouldn't have gotten schar for walking? Why, why would he have, why wouldn't he have not gotten schar? Says the Ishtamen, amazing. If Hashem would have told him beforehand, this is the goal to get to Eretz Yisrael. So let's walk. Then all the walking would just be Heksher Mitzvah. All the walking is getting towards the goal, but the goal is, is what Hashem commanded. You know, go to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, now you have to walk there. Okay, it's all Heksher. It's all getting there, but it's not Mitzvah itself. So you'll get some Schar. But you get schar for hechsher mitzvah. But when Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You know what your command is? Walk." If your command is walk, then the mitzvah is to walk. The mitzvah is every step. It's not just a hechsher, because this is what Hashem told me. If Hashem told Avram originally, where does he have to go? Nimsa. Turning the page. If the goal was given first. Hashem wanted to give him schar for the walking itself, not just as a hechsher, preparatory stage, but for the walking itself. Because the walking itself, 
And that is why he didn't tell him. And that's why he says, just go to give So he says, maybe based on that medrash, we could give a similar answer to our case. Maybe also here, if Hashem would have said, build for me a mikdash, then all the gathering of the materials and all of the nedavis and all of the voluntary would be heksher, would be getting to the goal. It wouldn't have as much inherent status as it does now. Hashem first says, you know what the mitzvah is? To bring gold. That's the mitzvah. To bring silver. To bring oil. To bring that. That's the mitzvah. So everything else is It's just the means. And have the mitzvah just in every step of the way. So then, right, it was a chesed of a baruchu. Chesed of a baruchu. The truma itself is a matar b'fnei atzma, and therefore he didn't say it at the beginning. Sometimes, an example of, Hashem knows we would do it anyway, uh, but he wants to give us more schar, and therefore he makes it into a mitzvah, right? So similar, where does the, uh, where else do we find this? So there's a fascinating, if you remember, the Meshachachim in Parshas Noach. The Meshachachim Parshas Noach talks about the principle of Durachah Darche Noam. The Torah's ways are sweet, and therefore, he, that's where he, he, he discusses, there's no mitzvah that's inherently painful. Some mitzvahs we have to do, even if we're in pain. But there's no mitzvah inherently painful. Brismila is a separate, that's becoming a Jew. But mitzvahs that we do all our life, there's no mitzvah that's inherently painful. That is why the Meshachachba says there that a woman cannot be commanded on childbirth. Because that would be a violation of this principle of Durachad Darchenoah. So there, she's not commanded. Hashem gave her a motherly instinct to want to have children even more than men. But that's part of Durachat Achinoah. <coughs> and says the Meshachachma, there in Parshas Noach, Midaraisa, we only have one day to fast during the whole year. All the others are our fault. But really, according to the Torah, there's only one day to fast, and it's not because Hashem wants to torture us. Hashem wants us to be like angels. Hashem wants us to uh, achieve atonement. To achieve kapara. And therefore, he gives us the day. But guess what, says the Meshachachma? The day before Yom Kippur, he gives us a mitzvah da'araisa to eat. It's the only weekday of the year that there's a mitzvah da'araisa to eat. Isn't that fascinating? He knows we're going to eat anyway. But otherwise, it would be a heksher mitzvah just getting ready for Yom Kippur. In this way, it's a mitzvah itself. Because the Kodesh Baruch Hu knows we're going to do it, and he wants to be mezake us with more schar, and therefore, he makes it into a mitzvah. Just like here, he makes it into a mitzvah, according to the Eish Tamid, by not giving us the goal at the beginning. <laughs> One idea. Number two, a second idea. Bofen Achayish Levar, he quotes the Tana Devei Eliyahu. Kiva, line 19. Kiva, Shekibli Yisrael, Balthus Shemai B'Simcha. The Tenet of Elio says there's a connection between the end of last week's parsha and the beginning of this week's parsha. The end of last week's parsha, Nasev and Ishma. Sinai, the Karbanos, but two most famous words, Nasev and Ishma. Says the Tenet of Elio, oh, Nasev and Ishma, Mishkan. Miyad, Amar Kaddish Baruch Hu, Lamoshe, Tabel B'nei Sovi, Chuli Truma. Ma Kesher, what's the connection between Nasev and Ishma and the Mishkan? Right, Dafka, that's the, what the Medrash picks up on. What's the connection between those two? Says the Ishtambi very creatively, Well, what are we saying now? What's our whole question? <coughs> We're getting actions to do before we realize what the purpose for those actions are. Right, that's his question. Why don't you tell me why I'm building the, why I'm, I need the materials. First tell me the Mishkan, and then tell me. No. HaKadosh Baruch was testing that. Right after Nasev and Ishma, let's see. Let's see if that's how you act. Let's see if you'll be Nasev before your Nishma. And that's why Dafka were given Asios to do before we even understand the purpose of what we're doing. Venera Levire. Shekiva Shabrezo Kiblu Malchus Shamayim Besimcha. 
And we accepted to fulfill Akash Baruch's command, even if we don't understand it. Nasa, Vinishma. As the Gemara says, That was the goblus of Nasa that we, we committed to do even without and before understanding. And that's why the Malachim gave us the Ksarim. Lakach, line 27, take it from That's why right after this, Hashem says, okay, I'm going to test you with that idea. Hashem says, gather from me all these raw materials without telling us why. Right, we know about the Mishkan, but imagine if right after Yom Kippur, not after Yom Kippur, right after Maimon Ar Sinai, Moshe would have gone up and said, "Okay, everybody, I need a lot of gold and silver and copper and oil and something." They're like, "Why? Why is he taking all of this? Are they going to jump at the opportunity? They don't know what, what what they're giving to." Right, very often, you know, somebody gives and they want to know what what, what their charitable funds are going towards. They don't want to just give it uh, and not know. So, were they going to question? Are they going to trust? And we know they gave and they gave, they gave and they gave, and they they passed with flying colors. And he didn't tell them the taklus on Asina. and that's why the end of the mishpatim uh, connects to the beginning of truma. So two answers to our question: Number one, to give schar right, to make it into a mitzvah, not just a hechsher mitzvah. And number two, maybe it's exactly parallel to nasa v'nishma. So. Rashi. Again, this Rashi. Again, even if Rashi says a the, the Torah is written in perfect order. It's just not written, written in chronological order. And there's always messages why it's written in a certain order. And Chazal say what they say, even according to the uh, to Rashi. That's not written in chronological order. It's still juxtaposed in the Torah Shabbat for a for a specific reason. Okay. So now we continue. Also, a number of the thoughts tonight are going to be about the general uh, Mishkan idea. Uh, but we'll focus on a medrash that is based on pasuk tes. So vasuli mikdash shachati b'socham. Maybe if you're mikdash, and I'll be, I'll rest amongst them, as we've spoken about often. B'sol kol echad v'echad. K'chol hashini maroscha. Eistavnes amishkan. Eistavnes kol kelav. Just as I show you, kain tasu. So too you shall do. So too you shall do. Make the mishkan, and this is what you shall do. Says the Medrash, the Chavetz Chaim quotes the Psikta. It's source number six. B'shosh Avakadosh Baruch Hu Moshe v'asuli Mikdash. When Hashem told Moshe, made for me a, a house. Nizdaza Moshe. Moshe just spent forty days on Har Sinai. Maybe he just spent one hundred and twenty days on Har Sinai, and he comes down. And Hashem says, "Built for me a house." Moshe just saw the upper world. The so it was a spiritual in the angelic realm for so long. And now God says, build me a house with gold and silver and wood. So Moshe started shaking. How is that possible? Right? Your president just came down on our Sinai and I told us to build you a house? You can't fit into a house. Just... Listen to what I'm saying. I didn't ask, you know, based on my measurements, what real... No, I'm telling you what to do. And I'm telling you, what you do will be enough for me. And I'll fit in. Esrim Keresh B'Tzafon. The Esrim Keresh B'Darim. Mushmon Ebemayrof. So Moshe couldn't fathom it. And Hashem says, you do your part, and my Shechina will rest in that small spot. And Karbani Lachmi. When Hashem says, give me a carbon. Omar Moshe, im achles adiyas kol chayyishim ba'olam yishben ala achas. If I give all the animals in the world, will that be enough of a carbon for Hashem? Or kol aitzim shaba'olam yishben abar achas. If I cut down all the trees in the world and burn them in mizbeach, would that be enough of a fire to be mechabed a kodesh baruch hu? Kodesh baruch hu says, you do what you do. That's all I ask. Lo kishem shatas savur. It's a kevus echadas eva bolker. It's a kevus hashidas eva rabayim. You build it. Your makrovit, same idea. Ubishash Amar, Vinastu ish kofer nafsho. Somebody has to give a payment. Amar Moshe, miyo chalitam, pidyo nafsho. A person can really redeem their soul? How is that possible? We owe everything to Hashem. Hashem says, just give machs a shekel 
And that's Maspik. What's the message? What's the what Medrash telling us? Says the Chafetz Chaim. Hashem does not expect anything more of human beings than being human beings. Being sanctified human beings, but being human beings. And even though we can't fathom that Hashem would come down to a house that we build, that's what he says he could do. Hashem does not come with an unfair claim against his creations. Everybody just has to do what he is able to. Shlomo HaMelech says, Whatever you have in your koach to do, do. Just do it. Just do what I ask you to do, and that's all I ask for. And he quotes the line from the Medrash, You open me a little, like the eye of a needle. I'll fit in. Everybody has to Everybody has to do chesed. Everybody has to... What does Hashem want from us? Sometimes people will think, try to think about the upper worlds and try to make a difference in the world and be, right? As one of the Rebbes said, you know, I wanted to first change my, my, the world. I realized I have to first change my city. I have to first change my family. I have to first change myself. Start with ourselves. Do what Hashem wants from us. Torah and mitzvos. That's what He wants from us. And that's the message of the Mishkan. The message of building a house that could house God. That's a that's an amazing concept. We believe God can't be housed. There are many psukim in Navi that that talk about that. you know, Hashem So, what's the idea of, of building a finite house with raw materials for God? You know, just go outside to the heavens <coughs> and start davening. The answer is no. Kadosh Baruch Hu says, "This is what I want," and as long as you do that, that's all. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. If you look at Mekarasal Shabbos Oneg, he quotes from the Chafetz Chaim a marshal. A marshal that the Chafetz Chaim gave also. This one is not quoted in the Chafetz Chaim Torah, so that's why I give you this in the Karasal Shabbos Oneg. What's the marshal? Because it's the same idea. You have to just do what you can do. That's the message of the Medrash and the message of the Mitzvah. There was a certain businessman that had certain business dealings in a certain city. He always stayed in the same house. Same host. One time, he went to a different host. Even though he always went to the same host. He met the first host and says, Why didn't you come? I was expecting you. I always host you. Hey, Shivloa Ashir. The Ashir says, last time I was in the house, <laughs> you didn't treat me so nicely. Last time I was in the house, I didn't feel so at home. Didn't feel so at home. <laughs> the Balabai starts explaining, I wasn't home, and the people didn't know, and this and that. The Ashir says, don't worry about it. If you promise me and you accept to act like you always did with me, just like in the old days, I'll come back. I'm ready to come back because you're the one, you're the home that I'm comfortable with. You're the one that I'm used to. So just tell me, just accept and start acting in that way, then I'll come back. I'll go to your house. I want to go back to where I'm comfortable. Hashem left our house. But that's the one that he's comfortable with. Hashem's comfortable in the base of Mikdash. It's just that we didn't treat him properly. Right? We, we focused on other guests. We gave his room to other guests. Right? Even though he, when he came, he wanted to be in the, uh, wanted to be in his quarters. And we put other guests in those quarters. We put idols, we put Baal, we put, Kodesh Baruch Hu says, you want me to come back? I'd love to come back. And I, and I'm comfortable in the house. As, as is said, as, as, uh, the marshal goes, but we have to make it comfortable for our Kaddish Baruch Hu. But once we do, that's the promise. Kaddish Baruch Hu says, even though mitzid, I am maloch alares kvodo, but I'm ready to house my shechina in the in the mikdash. And that's what he says on the top of the next page. Kaddish Baruch Hu also had slated by his rishon by his shady, and he left, but he's ready to come back. And meanwhile, he's in every shul in Beis Hamedrash. Beis Hakneses and Beis Hamedrash in the mikdash ma'at, as the pasuk says. 
On the same Medrash, Rev. Salvechik also has his Hosafa. Uh, Again, we have the Chavetz Chaim. You do as much as you could do. And that's all I ask for. Salvechik says something similar, but in his own words. This, the Mishkan represented a tremendous Chiddush in world history. Nothing like this has ever happened since Avram Avinu. Avram Yisrael Yaakov, everybody worked connecting to Hashem. That's what we've been doing. That's what Avram has been doing uh, from the time of Avram till now. But all of a sudden, you might say it started at Harsinai. Let's say according to that Ramban. Harsinai, which was continued into the Mishkan, it's a tremendous Chiddush. What's the Chiddush? Man doesn't have to go up to God. God comes down to man. And that's something that we never would have thought. You know, that a man could raise himself to spiritual heights, yes. But that Hashem would come down to rest amongst Basar Vadam on a regular basis. That's something that's, that's the Chiddush. That's the Chiddush of the Mishkan. Moshe wondered, how is it possible to bring down infinity into the midst of finitude? How is it possible to cause the absolutely transcendent, the most high who dwells in concealment, the Almighty, who abides in the deep darkness, to reside in the midst of a small, narrow sanctuary, the concrete world as delimited by physical law and the bounds of space and time? Right, line 15. As only Rasulvacha could write, if a person pines for God and his lovesick soul craves for her beloved and creator, that it would appear incumbent upon him <coughs> to extricate himself from the fetters of his physical being, <coughs> to go up, to ascend the abstract and transcendent. And yet it's reversed. comes down. How can finitude contain infinity? That's what Hashem says. That's you don't understand it? But that's what I'm ready to do. Infinity contracts itself. Eternity concentrates in the fleeting and transient. It is Judaism that has given the world the secret of tzimtzum, of contraction, of the infinite within the finite. He set an eternally binding precedent that it is Hashem who descends to man, not that man ascends to Hashem. But that's the concept in Kabbalistic literature. It's very common. Tzimtzum. Hashem fills the whole world. How was there a creation? Hashem had to be mitzamtzim himself to allow for there to be a creation. But another uh, <coughs> application of tzimtzum is that when Hashem comes to the base of Mikdash, somehow, whatever it means, Hashem is mitzamtzim and therefore pulls back and comes to this base. And as Rav Salvation continues a topic that he talks about very, very often in all his writings, v'yalach t'bedrachav. Right, one of the mitzvahs, one of the 613, all the way at the end of the Torah, the Chidach the third to last mitzvah, is being like Hashem. <laughs> Just like Hashem is mitzamsem himself, so too we have to be mitzamsem ourselves. Sometimes we have to pull back. Sometimes we have to limit. Man expresses symptoms first and foremost. How do we mitzamsem? First of all, we follow the mitzvahs. And we don't do everything we want. We limit ourselves to certain behaviors. That's one way we, we impersonate and copy, not impersonate, copy Hashem. Feels like Hashem limits himself, so too we limit ourselves. Or, even in more tangible terms, line 38. On a hot day, one enters his home tired and thirsty. His only desire is to gulp a refreshing, cold drink. Yet in contrast to the vulgar response of an Esav, who, under similar circumstances, sold his birthright, for immediate gratification, he withdraws and says, makes a bracha. All he wants to do is drink. He makes a bracha. As if to say, I will contract myself and withdraw from the immediate fulfillment of my desire in order to recognize the Kaddish Baruch The Jew is mitzamsem and then he's able to partake. A Jew closes his store on Friday afternoon. That's an act of tzimtzum, says Rav Salvechik. Because again, he's limiting himself in a way that mirrors that mirrors Hashem. Okay. Moving right along. <coughs> this Pasuk that we just read, Pasuk Tess, V'chein Tasu, build the Mishkan V'chein Tasu, 
It's quoted at the end of a very famous medrash. And uh, we've mentioned this medrash in past shiurim over the years, but we never really focus on the last line of the medrash. Many are familiar with the medrash, but not with the last few words of the medrash. Right? The medrash is one that we don't know what the medrash is. So everybody quotes this medrash from the introduction to the Ein Yaakov, the Hakosev and the Ein Yaakov. Where the Ein Yaakov quotes this medrash, what is the most inclusive pasuk in the Torah? So Ben Zoma says, on the first line, it's quoted here in the Ksav Sofer, Ben Zoma says, what's the pasuk kolel? Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad. That's Ben Zoma. And Ben Nana says, no, I have a, a greater inclusive pasuk, v'yehaf l'orecha kamocha. And Ben Pazi says, no, I have the best one, and that medrush is used by many to talk about consistency and to talk about the importance of day in and day out. Great. But what's the last line of the medrush? The last line of the medrush quotes our Pasuk, where the medrush says, Amad Rebi Ploni Al Raglov. Unusual Lashon. Fourth line. We paskin like Bepazi, meaning, Why? Just like the Mishkan, so so you shall do. Okay, so the Karbatamid was brought in the Mishkan, that's true. But what, what, what's that Pasik? How does that Pasik teach us that that's the <clears throat> most inclusive Pasik? What's the message here? So the Ksav Sofer says, a drush, a heavy drush, where the Ksav Sofer says, really, every Pasik is teaching us Another message. Building on the previous one. Building on the previous one. Venerally Lafarish, line six. We say Shema Yisrael Shabbat Kedah Shabbat Who are we talking it to? Shema Yisrael. Are we thinking about that? Right, so the Shvatim said it to Yaakov. Shema Yisrael, or Moshe Rabbeinu said it. Different uh, versions. But who are we talking to? So many say we're talking to our fellow Jews. Shema Yisrael, listen, Israelite. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. You know what the, the message of that Pasuk is? We need to be concerned with the spirituality of our fellow Jews. That's not just a declaration of faith, because then we should just say Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Why do we start off with Shema Yisrael? Because if a Jew is on fire, he has an obligation to share that fire to help inspire others. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. That's the message of Pasuk number one. That's the message of Benzoma, as he says. Umisha Yodeya, Umeven If somebody recognizes Kabbalah Somalcha Shemayim, Motzi Atzma Mochuyev Lekayim, as Kol Mitzvah Hashem, will love to believe Shalim. And then, you have to spread it. Lo Saki Adam Shadu Yodeya Makir, El Shishadu Lahalchiv Libos Chaveirav. Asher Savivlo, Sheikhiv Yedugam, hey, they also have to recognize. That's Shema Yisrael. Fine. Be, be uh, concerned with the spirituality of your fellow Jews. But Vihine line 15 says the second Pasik, says Benanas, Vihatarecha Kamocha. You know what that includes? It's not just about the spirituality of your friend, it's about the Gashmias of your friend, it's about the pain and the simcha, and everything in life that your friend is going through, try to connect to them, not just to inspire them in the spiritual world. On all levels. That's bananas. He includes not only the spiritual realm, but the physical realm as well. We have to do <coughs> everything we can to be able to help out our fellow Jews. Just like you would do everything for yourself, so too for your friend, etc. That's two. Now let's get to the third. There's a third level. Line 22. As the Gemara says, as Chazal say, not only to recognize that you have to try to inspire and affect in spiritual, in physical, but when you get your friend inspired and on their feet and are able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu together as a tzibur, that spiritual power is unprecedented. Right, the principle of Barov Am Hadras Melech. But you know where you see that? 
You see that in the carbon tamid. Because every Jew has a chalik in the carbon tamid. And that's the carbon that starts off every day. That's the carbon that finishes off every day. When Jews, when a group does a mitzvah together, there's nothing imaginable like that. And that's alluded to in the Pasuk that he quotes. Because what's the Pasuk? It says on line 28, we just read this, Rosh Chodesh, Zeho Isher Asher Takrivo Lashem, Vahadar Kikiar Sakevasecha Taaseva Boker. Maschil Blashen Rabim. Takrivu is Rabim. And then it says, Taase, which is Lashen Yachid. Why is that? <coughs> Explains the Ksav Sofer. Every Jew Yachid has a Chelek, but it's a carbon seabor. And when everybody brings it together, there's nothing like that. When Jews are doing mitzvahs together and serving Hashem Baruch Hu together, that's the greatest level that can be reached. And that's why Ben Pazi says that is the greatest level. That's the pasuk that supersedes all others. But one final point: What did the Rebbe Ploni say? You get that from our pasuk. Because what does our pasuk say? Build like you build the Mishkan, Kain Tasu. It's those last two words, says the Ksav Sofer. So to serve Hashem throughout the generations, like the Mishkan, which you built all together, you all volunteered, and you all have a chalik in it, and the Mishkan being built is a symbol of all of Israel serving Hashem together, so too says the Ksav Sofer, that's how all mitzvahs have to be done, and that's the remez in the Pasuk for the third opinion in the Medrash, says the Ksav Sofer, of all Am Yisrael, not only concerned with others, but all worshipping together as well. Okay, two more thoughts. Let's try to squeeze it in. Chafav Lamed Hay, let's get to one of the Kalim themselves. Chafav Lamed Hay, we have the placement of the Shulchan. It's an amazing thought. Place the shulchan outside the parochas, the curtain. Okay, so we're talking about the shulchan. To put the menorah opposite the shulchan, Temana, south. And the shulchan put in the north. Asraf Palm. Is it unusual? Why did the Pazak start off talking about the shulchan, then go to the menorah, and then go back to the shulchan? What does the Pazak say? Put the shulchan in the heichal. Put the menorah in the south and then the shulchan in the north opposite it. Just tell us about the shulchan. You're talking about the shulchan, tell us about the shulchan. Or don't say anything about the shulchan until after the menorah. Why does it say, put the shulchan in the heichal, put the menorah in the south and the shulchan in the, in the north? What's the message? Says Rav Pam in his Haggadah on Shirashir. Rav Pam, last year they came out with the Haggadah, Rav Pam's thoughts. So on Shirashirim, he quotes this thought. Source 13 and 14. Right, he asked the question in 13, and in 14 he says, what's the message, what's the symbol? The menorah symbolizes Torah. Shulchan symbolizes Parnassa. Our Parnassa has to be dependent on our Torah. Says the Pasuk, put the Shulchan. You know where you put the Shulchan? Well, first put the menorah, and then you'll see where to put the Shulchan. When we figure out our life, our job has to fit in to our Torah study and not the opposite. And that's what the Pasuk is teaching us. Right? Put the Shulchan. Where to put the Shulchan? Put the Menorah. Put the Menorah. Put the Shulchan opposite the Menorah. We have to remember what's the what's Kavua in our life. Right? As we often say, Kavate itim la Torah. It's the itim to the Torah. Your Parnasa, says Rapam, must be established around the fixed position of the Torah. Sadarm for learning must be inviolable. <coughs> Torah study must be paramount. Right? Sometimes there are clients that we can't miss. There has to be a Tosfus that we can't miss. There has to be a Chavrusa that we can't miss. And we have to recognize that. Right? It means we have to turn off our phones when we're having a Chavrusa. Right? We can't be at business while we're having the learning. Just as an example, but again, this is this is Rav Palm's unbelievable hara on the pasuk of the shulchan and the and the menorah. Okay, one final one final thought, really, two that connect to one. Here's Rabbi Sachs in his lessons in leadership. When we think of Vayikra, Sefer Vayikra, we would call that the book of the Kohanim, right? Torah's Kohanim. Shouldn't the Mishkan be in Vayikra? Okay, it'll be a little longer. Shouldn't the Mishkan be in so Shemos could be short and Vayikra could be really long. It'll just be parallel. Obviously, not just about 
length. Okay, we can move some of, of the second half of a yikra. You know, maybe some of that could go in by midbar. But why is it? Why is the menorah? I'm sorry. Why is the mishkan in Shmos and not in Vayikra? Haven't we already reached our goal of Maimed Sinai, of getting the Torah? And after all, the mishkan was only a temporary home for the for the Amisra, right? We had a base of Migdash. Was even going to be permanent? So why is it making the Mishkan in the book of Mishmos at all? Says Rabbi Sachs, turning over the page. If you think about our history up until now, think about our history of Am Yisrael up until now, we've complained a lot. We complained a lot. We complained in Mitzrayim when things got worse. We went out of Mitzrayim. We complained about water. We complained about meat. We complained about bread. We complained. And all of a sudden... Isn't it fascinating? We start building the Mishkan, there's no more complaining. There's no complaining anymore. <coughs> okay, Egel depends what it happens. That was a separate, that wasn't complaining. That was a sin. Why'd the complaining stop? Explains Rabbi Sachs. Up until this point, B'nai Yisrael really did not participate in their existence, in their salvation, If an unprecedented sequence of miracles cannot bring about a mature response on the part of the people, what will? The answer is, get them involved. For them to grow to adulthood and responsibility, they had to undergo a transition from passive recipients of God's blessings to active creators. They had to become part of the process. That's the only way they were going to mature and take responsibility. Judaism is God's call to responsibility. He does not want us to rely on miracles. He doesn't want us to be dependent on others. He wants us to be his partners. Right? The Mishkan conferred on them the dignity of labor and creative endeavor. And this is the message that the Baruch Hu wanted to give us through Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? The secret to a successful project is to get more people involved. And when they feel they're part of it, they're not going to complain about it because it's their they're part of it. They're part of it. And this is what, if you look at Rabbi Pelkovitz's a couple of English sources at the end this week, Rabbi Pelkovitz safe for table talk, where he talks about how, according to many sources, the third base of Migdash is going to be brought down from Shemayim. Another brick, another brick, except for the gates. The gates we're going to put up. Right? Based on a Pasuk in, uh, in Eicha, Tavu Barat Shareha. So why is that? Vashem's going to bring it down, so just bring down the whole thing. No, because we have to be involved too. We have to make some type of kinyan also. And that's why we say it in, in he quotes the Musaf on Yontif, Vaharenu bivinyano, show us its building. Bring it down. Vesamchenu besikuno. And we'll be besimcha to, to fix it up a little bit. Harenu, he'll show us because it'll be built, but we'll, we'll do a little of the fixing. And a secret in leadership and a secret in Avodah Hashem is to be involved and to be part of the creative process, not to just be a passive recipient. And that's what the Mishkan taught us, and maybe that's why we stopped complaining, because we were part of the solution. Okay, safer by Midbar, we, we got out back to our bad ways, because we weren't participating anymore. The Mishkan was already built. But this is something that we have to remember as we get into the time period of the year. Somewhat busy, Adar, Nisan, Vachulu, so we have to recognize, let's try to be as involved as we can in all of the mitzvahs that we have the schus to be able to be part of. Okay, we'll stop here.